Welcome to Never End the Story, Arnie April, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan. I told you we'd be back. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris, and uh, I am wishing you a happy birthday. I'm Shauna, and nine out of ten dentists don't recommend me. And I'm Tepper. This week we will be watching Last Action Hero, directed by John McTiernan, released in 1993. Charles Dance said in interviews that after being told that he had won a part turned down by Alan Rickman because of the salary, he wore a t-shirt on set which read, I'm cheaper than Alan Rickman. (laughs) (laughs) Chris and I brought this movie to us this week. Why? It's Arnie April, baby. It's time. Cage time's over. 69's over. It's Arnie April. (laughs) (laughs) And a solid way to start. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Play the hits. Same thing that we say every time. When I was a kid, I watched this movie. This is a flop, too. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Huge huge critical failure. Huge, huge, huge uh, box office failure, too, I believe. Yeah, that's uh, the main thing I know about this movie is... um... Uh, there was like a book of trivia that my dad had that I read through. And one of the bits was um, that this movie was just a complete disaster financially uh, in the pre-screenings. Like people were talking to Arnold and basically going like, no, this movie's terrible. Arnold, like it's bad. Um, yeah. It just got a, got a really bad reception and uh, didn't do well in theaters. Interesting. I've, I think I've only seen it the once from my, from the large Arnie collection when I was a kid. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. I was definitely the correct age for it too, I'm sure. More or less. Maybe a little old, but... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw part of the like last third of the movie when I was chilling in the kitchen with my mom. Uh, <laughs> as with a great many movies. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's this movie. I don't, I don't know for sure, but... Uh... My memory tells me it's so. It's interesting. This is the first movie that Schwarzenegger was an executive producer on. He He actually like took a huge amount of the uh, extra work of that, like approving the direct uh, director script cast. Also, doing a whole bunch of the other work as well. Planning a foreign release. Well, I mean, we've we've definitely encountered John McTiernan before. What else did John McTiernan do? Uh, he's done many Arnie movies as well as a little ditty called Die Hard. Ooh, ooh. huh? There is a joke. Uh, there's a scene that has a joke in this movie that st- it makes it's making me laugh right now. Like, <laughs> there, I, I'm tentatively I'm going to put myself in the position of the world is wrong and this movie is good. <laughs> I have not seen it since I was twelve. But <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same spot. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure this is a good movie. I'm pretty sure this is a good movie. I'm open to being wrong this time, unlike um, Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> Still okay. standing by Wicker Man, are you? So not as many movies as I thought. So he did he did Predator. He's done did Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and a couple of the movies. That, oh, The Hunt for Red October. Great. Oh. Uh, and then a few movies I'm not familiar Love with. Love that movie. Love the Hunt for October. 
I'm Lithuanian. <laughs> this is what a Lithuanian accent sounds like. I'm a Lithuanian. I love Mother Russia. <laughs> it's interesting though this movie was yeah like a critical and i mean no no director gets it right every single time but like predators a really good movie and and like a lot of the directors like credits are just like damn like those are all at the worst like okay movies yeah well like you can see because like predator and Die Hard, and he's just like, what if I had Schwarzenegger and Alan Rickman? <laughs> it's like, what if I didn't quite have Alan Rickman? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited to see, because yeah, I remember enjoying this movie. Uh, and yeah, similar to Chris, like, I'm willing to be wrong, but I think it's a good movie. Well, you know, sometimes movies are just victims of, they come out at a bad time, or... I think yeah. a lot of it might have to do with like we Arnold at that time is like Vin Diesel now, you know, where like we kind of yeah. make fun of Vin Diesel. Like every, everyone looks <laughs> at the Riddick universe and makes fun of it because it's funny how much of a boner Vin Diesel has for it. But if in 50 years they look back at that and go like, whoa, those were awesome. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And like and like time can often do either very good things to movies where they'll age very gracefully or even be more appreciated later. Or like you look back and you go like, Oh fuck, did we really like that movie that much? God damn. Um, <laughs> How did happy Gilmore get made? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually a perfect example of everybody's like, this is so funny. And then like, like watching it now, I'm like, Oh man, I missed the boat on fucking happy Gilmore. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Um, you know, or, or like, like for Teflog, we did the thing and like the thing, like when it came out critically took a hit, um, fools wrong. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like now we consider it one of the greatest, you know, horror movies, sci-fi horror movies of all time. Uh, even like, like, I, I, I can't remember how Demolition Man was received when it came out, but like people weren't super hot on it. And now it's hilarious. Like. Like I see memes about Demolition Man, man all over the internet. Um, like there's there's a new appreciation over time that gets developed for certain things. Oh man, that was the same year as Last Action Hero. Oh really? Wow. Yep. And at least on IMDb, a similar rating. Uh, so you know what? Like like uh, yeah. So I, I'm really open to this. Like yeah, critics and audiences were wrong, and maybe this movie is actually, you know, good um it's not the first time it's happened so uh, I'm, I'm excited to see all right we're now showing tepper the poster for the movie uh please describe it and tell us what you think the movie's about this is the largest quality poster we've ever had i had to do it via link instead of image <laughs> yeah i'll just quickly jump in here and say um i've never seen this movie and the only thing i know about it is the very single sentence plot synopsis that Ivan has told me. So I don't know anything else. Oh, Nate. Oh, watch watch out, Ivan. Shauna coming for the hosting job. Self-hosting. <laughs> Self-interviewing. Yeah, this actually, this is a pretty sick poster, actually. It is. It is, and it's painted. It's it's an old school, like, painting. Really? Yeah. It's not a photo. Damn. It's not a Photoshop. Yeah. Like, that. that is painted. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, God and it's damn. very obviously supposed to look like an Indiana jones poster i think 
Yeah, definitely like the text has that. Or a little the, Superman maybe. The pose. Too. Yeah. The pose is very Indiana Jones, especially with the text. God, there was the bicep. You can fucking <laughs> zoom in on that. Oh wow. Yes. <laughs> Arnold works out. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so this poster, um, the like, uh, it takes place in a theater. So there's a whole bunch of like moviegoers in the foreground. They've got their popcorn and everything, and then like on the screen, there's a whole bunch of different uh, like there's an explosion going off in the background. There's a castle. Uh, there's a mobs. There's like a couple mobsters, a uh, uh, like a jeep. Uh, kind of like jeep looking uh vehicle coming out of the flames there's a guy with a revolver that is way too fucking big holy it, shit i love this revolver so good <laughs> um uh there's a dude with uh with a battle axe uh there's dinosaur there's skyscrapers in the background a helicopter and then kind of like coming out of the screen whoa whoa is... whoa, whoa whoa are you not gonna mention the cartoon cat detective or the nun with a gun. <laughs> also, also the man with an Uzi shooting a knight in armor. Who also looks like Schwarzenegger. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> a man swinging on a on a, like a demolition ball that's being hoisted out of a castle that's being yeah. attacked by helicopters. You you could look at this poster for hours. It's big. <laughs> I didn't zoom in, so I actually missed a couple of those things. Most of the stuff in the top right. Uh, all yeah, all those things are there too. <laughs> um and then yeah so coming out of the screen uh is uh arnold holding on to a um, helicopter that's got its light shining on him and he's holding a kid who's reaching for a golden ticket and holding popcorn and then at the top schwarzenegger and at the bottom uh last action hero with the last and the hero underlined it's a pretty sick poster. It's dope. Yeah. I would put this poster up in my house. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. I there's. I mean, I'm sure I'd put up many posters, but I'd have to think what ones. But like this one is like, yeah, no, I can just go up on the wall. It's a very nice poster. So detailed. Yeah, and then in terms of what happens, because I saw like a bit of the like third, uh, the, the like last third of the movie. Um, uh, like Arnold is a like action movie character and I think it's like either the kid or something like through some magical means he comes out of the movie and is like a character and becomes like a person in real life but his villain also manages to escape the movie as well and the two of them have like battles and the kid is like the one who either wished for him to become real or uh, ends up hanging out with Arnold uh, and they work together to one, stop the bad guy and two, return themselves back to movie world. Um, that's why I'm pretty sure what happens or at least like the, the movie. All right. We'll see you after the film. I've just shot somebody. I did it on purpose. I said I have murdered a man and I want to confess. Hey, shut up down there. 
And we're back. So, what did everyone think? That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was... It was a lot better than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. So, before going into this, who was expecting a never-ending story but good? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. This is, yeah, it's a crazy rebirth to the podcast in that, like, this does everything that we complained that Never Ending Story fucked up. This does properly and, you know, uh, is able to do that for various reasons. Like, being a movie about movies is easier than being a book about movies. Or, sorry, a movie about books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's... And just the way this whole movie is set up, it's like, like you were saying, like, oh, it's very comfy. We're right back to our origins. Um, yeah, th- this movie, I think, I understand why I think, like, why it got the critical reception at the time. Yes. I don't think it necessarily deserved it. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a much better movie than many of the movies we've seen. It just makes so much more sense today than it must have in 1993 like it there's a scene where arnold is fighting someone and he put and he punches his head through a wall (laughs) yeah and you're supposed to go like wow this is so over the top imagine if movies were like that i remember a scene like three fast and furiouses ago where uh Vin Diesel like punches uh, the rock through a concrete like bathroom stall, uh, and you're just supposed to be like, yeah, that's a thing human beings can do. There was a great video I watched where some like somebody cracked a joke about Fast and Furious. How it's basically metahumans in Fast and the Furious now. Like these people are so far beyond being mortal. Yes. Well, he kind of has a monologue about that in this movie right? that's very humanizing and very, like, kind of touching where he's like, I just wanted to be a cop and, like, bust up some drug rigs and it just keeps getting harder. How come <laughs> yeah. everything I do is, like, more insane? And the kid, kid's just like, yeah, it's the sequels. They're supposed to be harder. And he's just like, he's like, I don't understand. Yeah, no, the, the, this movie, I, I think, like, to... This movie, probably in the context of all the 90s, like, action movies, felt like, oh, okay, like, it's just another Arnold action movie, but, like, not as good as Predator or not as good as, as a lot of his other works. So it couldn't, basically, it was it was being, like, compared against a lot of stuff that was Yeah, different. and, like, it's a mistake to compare it to his action movies, because it's obviously supposed to be a parody of the action movie yeah like it's it's much more of like a kid comedy honestly it belongs in the world of like who framed roger rabbit and beetlejuice and and movies like that that are kind of like fantasy adventure action ish and and like family movie sort of (laughs) i don't know maybe this movie is for like a boy's sleepover (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like like it feels like something that um like that that like I don't even know. You know, like parents can get enjoyment out of it, kids and like teenagers can enjoy it. Like like it's trying to kind of appeal to everyone, which I think was also another thing that yeah. hurt it was that yeah. it was trying to appeal to everyone. 
it is as much as we're talking up like it, it it is a little confused in terms of its pacing it, like yeah. the movie within the movie is very satisfying and uh it finishes basically it has its climax and you you still have 40 minutes of movie left and and then you go back to dirty awful 90s pre uh pre cleanup new york uh and you're just kind of sad you're just like oh yeah. no i'm in the real world why do we have to go back to real world yeah it, it feels like after the climax of the movie within the movie th- yeah the movie like kind of loses its footing for a little bit but like once it gets going i'm like okay cool cool like it wants to tell or explore interesting things with like going into dirty new york uh, but it just takes some time to actually get the setup going, which makes it feel a little slow. Because there was definitely, like, after the, yeah, the movie within the movie finished, I was a little bored for, like, 15 minutes. Where I was like, uh, this isn't super exciting. Charles Dance was amazing, though. Yep. Yes. Yeah, like... He's fantastic. What a What a treasure. What a fantastic actor. Yeah, like... And cheaper than Alan Rickman. Yes. <laughs> he really channeled Alan Rickman. Yeah. He was like, but there's, um, Rickman is kind of fancy. I understand where the fancy man stuff came from, but uh, Charles Dance is just more sinister than Alan Rickman. Yeah. yeah. Like there's something, there's an intensity, there's an edge to Charles Dance. It might just be being a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, because like I mostly know Charles Dance from Game of Thrones, Game of where Thrones, he played sure. um, Tywin. He's also in Witcher Three. He's the Emperor in Witcher Three, right? Oh, right. I didn't realize. I'm, I'm gonna double check that, but I I didn't recognize his voice off the. But it's been a while since I played it, so. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he was he was awesome in this movie. Uh, he's fantastic, and him, uh, his story is more <laughs> satisfying than. Um, uh jack slater uh yeah actually i agree with that because i found like i really enjoyed uh the parts where he basically looks at the camera and starts monologuing about his inner thoughts yes like it doesn't happen super often but whenever he does it it's like great like it was a very fun thing where some yeah every so often characters would look directly at the camera and start talking it's like oh yeah that's that's neat yeah and just like uh his scene where he realizes that uh, bad guys can win. Yo. Yes. I have shot a man. I did it on purpose. <laughs> I would like to confess. <laughs> hey, hey, shut up. Yeah, keep it down Sweet down there. Fucking... <laughs> I think you're special for shooting someone in New York. <laughs> this is the 90s. Uh... Yeah, no, he that that scene I think is the is the best scene in the movie. Like it just when you see him deciding he's going to start, I don't know. I know nothing about Kingdom Hearts, but I assume that's how the plot of Kingdom Hearts starts. <laughs> God, I, this would be such a good Kingdom Hearts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Last action hero in Kingdom Hearts. Like he's basically like, OK, I'm going to go on like a like a Grant Morrison-esque rampage through fiction. <laughs> yeah. Where me and all the craziest villains are gonna like destroy the world. That's awesome. That's that's he's he's it's a full Komodo. It's the Komodo plan. <laughs> I forgot 
how how that it doesn't open with but like how pretty early he just like he he the kid almost gets killed with a knife in his own house yes yes well yeah. oh, man that, yeah that, that was that's where i said it was comfy when we had murder bullies it just felt like <laughs> skip yeah. the bully go straight to the murder yes yeah. well and then i guess he did bully him he's like what you gonna stab me yeah here's a chance to stab me nerd yeah that never yeah, paid yeah. off yeah it did he managed to he managed to sort of seize the day against um practice i guess i was waiting for him to kill somebody weirdly yeah <laughs> it's a like, pg it, it's a pg-13 it happened movie. twice once he had the chance to grab a knife and stab the real robber and then again he had a chance with a gun to shoot the fictional bad man and then at the final part he had the gun and he could have shot the final bad guy but he threw it to the action hero which fair i guess doesn't kill <laughs> but it doesn't complete the cycle that was set up i like that it's the real world too so he gets he gets hit in the face with a gun and he immediately starts to cry. <laughs> like, yeah. Because um, that's what you would do if you were a child. Well, I think he's also I think he was playing that up to a degree. Oh, sly. Yeah, just like, ah, oh, you broke my arm. Yeah, because he stopped crying as soon as yeah, he looked away. Um, the beautiful the movie or the um the blockbuster scene with just like just like uh sylvester stallone is the terminator yeah oh that <laughs> yeah. was a good dig that was there, a good dig there are so many little references and things like especially in, in movie world is so much fun mm-hmm. um yeah. you just want like oh, the way women look and dress yeah. in movie world <laughs> the fucking is motorcycle cops or whatever weird there outfits. is a woman who is dressed as a sex motorcycle. I can't describe it any other way. She's like, if you could have sex with a motorcycle, but then that, that was clothes. Yep. And just like people, if there is a woman and she's not there for comedic effect to not look sexy, she is in some kind of like next level bondage gear outfit. The, the police officer women. You mean the police uniform are just like holding AKs and in red like <laughs> lipstick red bondage gear and like six inch heels it's oh, California man. of course it's so much fun it's so much fun <laughs> just it's like come on say the swear word it's like I don't wanna Let's say this word well he says shit later so you know that kid wrote the n-word on that piece of paper <laughs> I thought he yeah. wrote fuck I mean presumably that one <laughs> God and the fucking fart joke. Oh god, that my was god, that was so many yeah. goddamn layers. I'm not a fan of fart jokes in general, but that was well crafted. That was it they, was well crafted. Yeah. They they took their time. Yeah, I appreciated that they they were they went all in. Like they were like, no, this isn't a cheap gag. This is elaborate. Yeah, well, and like, and the 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 execution isn't the actual like success of the joke either. It somewhat subverts it. Yes, yes, true. Because I lost my mind when he triggered the bomb by pulling his finger. Like, yeah. oh my god, it good. keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When they started lining up the fart joke, I'm like about to call the movie into my office to like read them out. But then, you know, when they started pulling the finger and doing that, I was like, okay, oh, all right, I'll allow it. I'll see what he you just. 
I'll see what you're doing here. He had a digital watch counting down. He had a blinking light on his on his uh, a bow tie. <laughs> also, the um, Charles Dance's character and uh, the Sicilian mobster. <laughs> you act like my friend, and then you do a 360. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we refer to him what the the uh, Sultan of mixed metaphors. Yes, the uh, that man was so Italian. <laughs> the Italians in this movie are hyper Italian. His gun. Do you remember he had this? He has this tiny little golden filigree gun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the fanciest looking thing, but it's tiny. Yep. And then, like the the. the funeral with all the nuns and the old lady the old like italian morning ladies there to like scream they're all bad they just keep pulling out guns you think they're done pulling out guns they keep cutting to more people who have yet to pull out guns (laughs) this man is still alive get a doctor (laughs) i am a doctor smashes him in the head oh my god yeah, this movie was actually funny too. It was fun, 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 and funny. Look, there's an animated cat over there. That's one of the best cops on the force. <laughs> yeah. It was like there's an animated cat walked in, and he'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, yeah, he was only suspended for a month. <laughs> of course, he's in here. Yeah, you know that animated cat is dirty. You know the Danny DeVito <laughs> oh, animated yeah. cat is a dirty cop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who are you really working for? We both know there isn't a surface elevator on the Just, the hotel. oh man. The, the guy just assigning uh, the partners. Is oh. Just like, oh, yeah. Just like, you get the rabbi. Yeah. You get the black and white digitization of Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> yeah. What? I thought there was like other action movies happening in universe. Like, this was the hub of the the comedy duo yeah yeah Yeah. like it's it's vague yes it's vaguely a like this is the hub of los angeles in movies i guess i think they're in like a i think they're in like an mmo (laughs) (laughs) like i think this is just any movie that happens in los angeles is it Mm. happens concurrently in universe Uh, I i think is the logic also just the the explosions in the movie within the movie yeah so good constant when he when he's driving and like the guy goes through the windshield of the ice cream truck and the ice cream truck just explodes yeah like it it kills a man with an ice cream cone it impales him in the back of the head also yeah so so i watched like the you know arnold schwarzenegger's 100 insults whatever videos on youtube this movie has at least 30 of them (laughs) wow that's that's like there are so many Oh yeah, they just go. They go hard. There's some that make no sense too. There's some that are just like you just needed words. Yeah, rubber baby bumpy bunky bumpers. That's when he starts to go mad. That's the proportion <laughs> of the film where yeah. Jack Slater's mind is unhinged by the fact that he's uh, met God and uh, transcended his plane of existence. He handles it very well once he finds a woman to sleep with, though. Yeah. Oh, oh man, they man. were totally fucking all night. They banged. They so hard. That was so funny. I'm watching that scene. And I was like, I think he just wants to stay here and deal with his trauma and PTSD in peace. Yes. 
He definitely would have been fine with that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that would have been healthy for him. <laughs> but here's classical music for the first time, and like, it's just like Schwarzenegger trying to hire him. He's just like, "You, I hate you. You've ruined my life." Yeah. 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 <laughs> So much meta happening. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, seeing actual Schwarzenegger playing himself. That's what I'm talking about in terms of, like, uh, this makes so much sense today. <laughs> in, in, like, post, I, I don't even know where I'd say, uh, you know, where we cross this threshold of, like, loving things that are meta um, or referential. But, like, if if they had canned this movie for 30 years... <laughs> You know, and then <laughs> and then released it in like 2013, 2015. It would have been, uh, you know, loved. Yeah. Yeah, like I think if this movie was like, yeah, just released today, it would it would be held in high regard. Um, because yeah, people really like enjoy meta stuff, and like like this is the ultimate Arnold Schwarzenegger like. Like there were a couple bits where when he, especially when he shows up in person where I'm like, this is a little bit like self masturbatory. Like, come on, man. Like, I know you're a big action star and everything, but like maybe cool it a little bit in this movie. Um, I think this movie was just a huge victim of the time it came out at. I mean, he does a good job making fun of himself too. Yeah. Just his, his wife, just like, don't mention the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> But he just like, doesn't. She's like, oh, so Speaking of Hollywood, uh, Planet Hollywood. Yeah. I, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I think that Jack Slater, there are ways in which the Jack Slater is more of who Arnold is than the Arnold in this movie. Like, he's a horn dog. He's an incredible, the Jack Slater character is an incredible horn dog. Yeah. Like, he's horny for every, he's horny for his daughter. <laughs> like, there's something weird going on <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> oh, man. He like Fucking picks daughter. her up and he's like, "You, you've gained weight. Like, what are you? Why are you negging your? What's what is happening here?" It's L.A. It's it's L.A. Oh man, when she's screaming in the room while beating the guy to death, it's brilliant. Oh. It's ta- it's tactically genius. No, no one will come check. It's so good. And then as soon as she knows she's won, she just stops and, like, stern face holds gun. <laughs> yeah. There, he, the scene where, like, everything just blew up and then she drives in on her, like, l- ridiculous lifted flamed up truck. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I want to move to America. I think I've decided. <laughs> I think I decided I'm spiritually American because every time I see something like that, I'm like, yes. 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 <laughs> I mean, for me, it was, uh, there's a gun in the, uh, in the, in the, in the glove, glove box. Opens it up, just five guns falling out a bunch of ammo. Oh my god. It's like, damn. Damn, that's good. He used that car, he just rammed that, he drove up anything, drove off anything, flipped it over shit. Yeah, well, he drove it, because in that scene, he drove it, like, through a fence over a pool, or like a pond. And like up a hill and then parked it. Yeah. And it never gets damaged. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, um, yeah, just, it's like my, my daughter field strips AK-47s instead of going to her prom. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh man. 
His ex-wife seems really well-adjusted, though, from what we've heard. Yeah, him not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this movie is like like a near-perfect parody movie. Like, it hits the right balance between being its own thing and referencing other things and also just being funny. Yeah. It's really interesting hearing that this is like the same person who directed Die Hard because obviously there's many pieces of that references too. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's just like no, it's like no, that these are the things that are that are dumb and and very movie about Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack was all over the place. Yeah, what the fuck was that soundtrack? Especially the credit music. What oh, the that fuck credit, is that? That credit that order. cover <laughs> of Dream On. Oh, yes. The Dream On came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all of it was just like, what? Like, it was why? just this, like, very, here we yeah, you and me together. <laughs> Everybody movie time. Well, this is bad. Apparently the ACDC song Big Gun was specifically written for this movie after yeah. Schwarzenegger personally asked them to. Hell I don't yeah. know which song that is. Yeah. It, there were so many they could be ACDC songs in this yes. movie. Yes, yeah. The, the, there's so many points where I'm like, is this an ACDC song? Hmm. Uh, also, I appreciate that the uh, revolver on the cover was not just an artist exaggeration, but actually the size of the guy's fucking revolver. <laughs> like, that revolver excellent oh benedict had this yes a ridiculous yeah i also appreciated the like oh you made a movie mistake he's like no nah, i just left a chamber empty yeah yeah no this this movie was legit like, every like, every time there was like a half a second of silence a car would whip around a corner and a, an acdc style song would start <laughs> and i'm back in baby and it really was a return to some of the early movies that were like Jumanji and um, Neverending Story and even uh, yeah. uh, Warriors of Virtue that we watched. Uh, <laughs> even even right there, like the villain is good. <laughs> so good. So good and so threatening and, uh, you know, well, and shows up. And, too. Yes, very personal. He rolls deep, too, with his squad. He's got just dudes got so many dudes smiley face glass eye and his pyramid of rottweilers <laughs> I about when the... they turn around and they see all the dogs and then they're, they're well trained, trained too <laughs> that they're stacked oh man his apartment was like uh uh yes i need a very fancy killer man's apartment it's just like classical <laughs> statues and the head of a moose and then a wall of rifles oh Yes, all the fucking hunting rifles, fucking everywhere, and and his little his little ornate tree of glass eyes. Yes, really yeah, good. yeah. Um. So apparently, filming uh, continued on this movie until a week before it debuted in theaters. Wow! Damn! Holy shit! I assume that's wow. for like After Effects or something. I mean, you don't film After Effects. Well, yeah, you might like where you, you gotta you gotta put oh, Schwarzenegger twice. Fair. <laughs> we gotta get Danny DeVito in the black suit with the ping pong balls on it. So you can animate him being the cat. Oh my god. <laughs> Danny DeVito oh my god. Is so and good. his apartment. 
Oh, it was just Slater's apartment. Yeah. Oh my it, god! Wow, it really, really spoke of how two-dimensional his char- his movie character is. It's just it's empty. There's a bed. There's a closet that perpetually has an assassin in it whenever he comes home. Yeah. <laughs> there's always and, a guy in there. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. Like, just shoots twice, and you know he's in there. There's always a guy in there. And then it's filled with clothes that are all the exact same. It's just the one outfit just he wears. Just the one outfit and guns. And guns, and that's it. And it's just like, wow, this this encapsulates his character. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's because it's not something that's ever shown in the movies where he lives, yeah. especially once he had his divorce. So it's like, well. <laughs> he doesn't even have a picture of his dead child to look at soulfully because that there's not a scene that happens in this location. It's so good. Yeah, it just does a better job of giving you a lot of the feelings that I think Neverending Story wanted to give you because it has the medium of movie. Like, you know, you're familiar with the medium of movie and it can show you things that it couldn't. Yeah. And, you know, like it's just so much more compelling when he's asking like why would anyone write that my son died <laughs> why like i have nightmares for years because some asshole wrote this about it like you know yeah um, yeah exactly like it it yeah it does everything that never ending story wanted to do well like doing it better yeah it's interesting like cuz there is obviously there's the parallel cuz where like you're it's you're told that his his dad's dead, but it doesn't really say when or anything. And, like, that's just, like, a line delivered of, it's like, I didn't want to be a widow. <laughs> but then at the end, when he's confronting death, he's just like, I'm tired of you deciding when people are, when it's people's time. <laughs> and it's like, oh. Oh, yeah, I guess death has a physical manifestation in the real world now. Yeah, see him yeah, McKellen. That's fine. Yeah, he's just in the world now. Hang that's it. fine. Hang <laughs> it we didn't send him back. Yeah, it's, it's fine. He's just gonna ha- he's just gonna hang out when people die. Things are gonna happen as they were. He's just gonna watch them now. <laughs> but he like transcends movie and real world because he knows things about real world. Yeah, what? because he is the manifestation of death. Oh, so he okay. has he has the what's in the real world. He has the knowledge oh. of everything that he would have had as the oh. personification of death. Are you trying to say that Jack Slater in the real world has Jack Slater's movie powers? Uh, yes, t- to the limitation of physics. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's very interesting. That is very interesting. I want to know what happens when he brings Dracula to the real world. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, he's just like King Kong, the movie villain. I'm like, I don't know if he's really... A, the... He definitely gets the short end in that movie. I don't know if he's the villain. Also, it seems like a wild choice to bring to the real world. King Kong would not listen to you. <laughs> he's, a, he's a guy who knows about movies from movies, so he only knows about, like, Casablanca and King Kong. And... Yeah, that's fair. He has to know movies that are in public domain. Yes, he should come to us with a list of villains he needs to bring. We got him right here. Number one, Komodo, obviously. You get Komodo. You get uh, oh uh, King Trunchable. King Trunchable. Mrs. Trunchable. I mixed up King Hanger. King Tr- Mrs. Trunchable. They got married. <laughs> I mean, also you get Robotnik. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even more dimensions to conquer. I do love it. Just like Ian McKellen played Death 
as Sir Ian McKellen. Huh, so I guess there's two Ian McKellens in the world, and one of them can kill you more yeah. easily than the other. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe <laughs> Doctors hate this one weird Ian McKellen. <laughs> he just shows up and my patients die. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was gonna assume that the death can kill you, but then I realized, well, Ian McKellen could also kill you. I guess. I'm not gonna put it past him. <laughs> he just knows when everyone's gonna die and likes to watch. Okay. <laughs> it's his kink, watching people die, and and they just omnipresent. Yeah, and, and wants to and likes to watch people die. <laughs> just who the fuck's this guy? He's not on one of my lists. Man, that that New York was so grimy. It was early '90s New York. It was very filthy. Yeah, and like we almost exclusively see it at night compared to LA, where we almost exclusively see it during the day. Yeah. And yeah, they're just such stark differences. <laughs> Man would take his shoes. <laughs> He's just like looking around, like where's the cops? <laughs> Surely you can't just take somebody's shoes. The cops would care. Well, it's also like the kid's from Garbage World and he returns to Garbage World and none of his problems get solved. (laughs) That's not true. He's got a magic ticket. He can go free King Kong now. Oh. But like even the movie theater is getting closed down. Yeah, but not if King Kong has anything to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, like, so that ticket, like, the ticket fragment landed on the ground and opened a portal all the way inside a building that was showing a movie about death. Did that portal close? Those tickets are very finicky. Yeah, the ticket rules get a little, uh, especially, like, the, like, um, Benedict goes through the wall, and then after Danny's like, oh, it just works, whatever now, look, we can go. Yeah, it definitely really felt... Well, like it was plot convenient, right? Like whenever they needed it to work a certain way, they just made it work that way. Maybe that's how it works. Oh, it works by plot convenience because it's a movie Ooh. ticket. <laughs> Ooh, you're right. A movie ticket uh, given to Harry Houdini by the greatest ma- magician in <laughs> India. Yeah, it was given to him by the greatest magician in Tibet. Yep. I missed that one. And then I gave it to some random kid. Who who never decided to be who decided never to become a magician because his hands were too small. His hands are too small. <laughs> By the way, I'm like 80 years old. Believe me, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely alive in 1926 or whenever the hell Houdini died. Yeah, he's the one who killed Houdini, and he took the ticket. <laughs> when and I saw it, I mean, <laughs> yes, I knew the power would be mine cast it into the fire old man and then i was too worried to use it but the magic was all the kids right he's telling himself that so he doesn't have to live with the waste of his life that has been damn when he's like oh man that ticket worked all of these people i could have visited i could have fucked so many people (laughs) yeah i love how right away he goes to being horny my porn stash could have grown a porn stash and jumped into all the porn. 
so yeah, I think he's just gonna tell himself that it was the kid. Yeah, and I think the magic was in you. It's like, oh yeah, sure, bud. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whatever you need to sleep at night while your uh, theater is getting closed down. Maybe if you didn't sleep instead of maybe you fucking worked, cleaned this place up every once in a while, and wouldn't be getting shut down. Seems like seems like you're on a pretty messy ship. Yeah. Look, he shows movies at 8 a.m. for a single kid who should be in class and then is still working there at midnight (laughs) to watch an early screening of of a new movie. Oh, he sleeps there. (laughs) Oh, well, yes, he sleeps there during his hours. Oh, no, like, no, I mean, he, like, he showers in the sink. Like, he he is living in the attic of that. He is the phantom (laughs) of that opera. Yeah, well, I mean, ever since he killed Harry Houdini in that in that uh, theater, he's been cursed to stay. He's been, yes, yeah. exactly. He's, he's been bound there, there, which is why he could never become a magician. Oh, this takes this this movie takes place in the um, now you see me universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting how, like, the end of this movie, uh, like, none of the kids' problems are resolved. Like his mom. Still a widow. Kids Ish. still live in shithole New York. Theater's getting gonna get get destroyed. Like this kid's life is gonna suck even more in like a couple months or whatever. Presumably yeah. now he has a gun. <laughs> okay, okay, you reminded me. The amount of times a kid just runs around crowded areas shooting in the air, go like, get out of the way, get out of the way. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, like, when he was in the ambulance. Yes! He sounded fucking crazy. I don't blame any of them for running away. <laughs> yeah, I fucking run too. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. You said he didn't solve his... It seems like he solved all his problems. <laughs> yeah, his he has a gun now. That's how you solve your problems in New York. He gets what he wants now. There, there should have been an after credit scene where the uh, the mugger like uh, from earlier tries to break into the place again. It's just kid just shoots him dead in the doorway. I mean, so like... His mom obviously had a nice, passionate night, uh, and then he's he's got a gun and the the information of life is what you make of it, and that you're gonna die a grandfather. So he's got a gun <laughs> and he's and he knows he's immortal. He's functionally immortal for a for a for a thirteen year old or whatever he is. You give him a firearm and tell him that he's gonna he's gonna live long enough to fuck and then live long enough that that person's gonna get to fuck. Like holy shit! Exactly, exactly. Like he his life has infinitely improved. He doesn't have to fear death for at least, I guess, a minimum of like, we'll we'll say thirty years and just be content with those numbers. All right. Well, what was the thing that uh, Slater said at the beginning when he met the kid? Like, you're gonna grow up, kid, to like smoke and ejaculate prematurely. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, you've got. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you have a whole. You'll have a whole life ahead of you, full of. Yeah. Uh, yes, shaving, uh, premature ejaculation, your first divorce. Yeah, that's it. Like, who says that to anybody? Somebody who has not had a good two years since his son died. Yeah. Yeah. And who got a divorce. And whose favorite second cousin just got murdered. He was bringing him groceries. He's the only person he talks to. That was so good, though. Just, like, my favorite second cousin. He pay, he pays someone at, at the at the dry cleaners to call him, so, so his, the people at work think he has a social life. Yeah, damn. Oof. 
Very yeah. sad. Very tragic. That, that was, yeah, actually very sad. Well, that's the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger story of this part of Arnold Schwarzenegger's life, right? Is he, he, he wants to be an actor. He wants to show the pain and the pathos. And everyone's just like, dance, funny man. <laughs> <laughs> say, say the one-liner. Say the say line it. and flex. And I think that might be part of why this um, flopped. Because everyone was still in the mode of, like, dance, funny man. Yeah. Like, we don't care. Yeah, especially coming off of like, like, like when was when was like, like, you know, like that was the golden age of his like movies. Just thinking about like, imagine you saw like Predator and, you know, like Commando and movies like that. And then you go and see this expecting, you know, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie as far as you know it to be like, and you get this and it's like, yeah, of course you're going to be disappointed. But that that's always like an interesting thing that like certain actors try to deal with in different ways is is like dealing with like typecasting and being seen as like a serious actor. Um like uh you know, like Robin Williams in like Goodwill Hunting. And he also did a bunch of like a couple other serious movies. Um in addition to his comedy stuff. Oh man, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. He was uh, he's Michael from The Office. I know who you mean. I'm blanking he, on the name. Steve Carell is that it? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Carell, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like he was in uh, I think what was it like Fox Hunter, and uh, The Big Short in like super serious roles. Um though primarily known for his comedy right and like there's like there's like a million stories like that of of people wanting to do uh get 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 those oscars right like uh that's why oscar bait exists um like the term and uh yeah i I think i think I, i know what you mean like where arnold was like struggling with you know he's he's the action guy and that's all he is and he's the funny man and he says the one-liner and that's all there is to it and that's what we're here for arnie april baby i don't know if if you guys had a ticket what would you do with it what what movie would you visit as a tourist (laughs) if you had a golden ticket am i me now or am i me when i'm 13 (laughs) oh that's a good question um Let's do 13, because I think I'd think too, way too hard about it if I like, what would I visit now? Oh, man. The underworld? Probably I'd go to Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just, oh. like, lay on the ground. I would just lay on the ground. <laughs> Are we movies only? Yeah, yeah, let's say movies only. Hmm. The Pokemon movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? To be fair, it's just called the Pokemon movie. Yeah, yeah. true. true. <laughs> there are definitely better Pokemon movies to go to, though. Now, would you remain flesh in three D in a two dimensional world? Presumably. Okay. I mean, the and nobody would 2D question cat it. was two D. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Flesh world. <laughs> We're living in the flesh world. Um, that might be my answer. It's definitely my immediate thought yeah i'm thinking of the movies that i really liked when i was 13 most of them are just this world but with somebody who really wants to kill somebody else 
the movies I watched when I was 13. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the Schwarzenegger ones. I keep coming back to The Lion King for some reason. Mm. It wouldn't work well because I wouldn't be a lion. I think I wanted to be a lion, so this is a bad answer. Uh, <laughs> well, it's simple. First you go to a movie that can turn you into a lion. Yes, first <laughs> you make a quick stop at, like, uh, Brockadoodle or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. My memory of, like, what movies I liked at periods of my life is kind of hazy. Because I guess I played more, like, video games and read more books than I did watch movies. Uh, the lazy answer would be, like, Castle in the Sky, because fucking airships, man, they're sick. Cruising through the sky. I'm trying to think of what else. We'll send temper to cats. <laughs> no, no. I don't want to be interrogated by the Jellicle cats for two hours. Jellicle cat, Jellicle cats. Uh, ten hour ASMR. Jellicle cats. Awkward interview. <laughs> awkward work interview. Do you have field experience? <laughs> Do you work well on a team? Are you willing to freelance? I like. It's <laughs> a nightmare. What? Thirty people in cat suits. <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm not lean like a lynx or mean like a minx. Fucking! I don't wear jeans like a jinx. Like leave me, leave me alone, cat. <laughs> yeah. Stop asking me questions, please. Put down the rhyming dictionary and stop interrogating me. <laughs> the job interview is still getting me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you own your own vehicle? <laughs> Worst job interview ever. <laughs> We don't offer benefits. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so many, like, looking at the things we've watched and stuff, and, like, it's like, yeah, most of the things are just, like, like, especially if you're just going to be a r random average person in that world. It's like, yeah. mostly just this world. Yeah, it's like... I'm gonna go be a person in Airbud. I get to cheer while a while a dog plays sports, <laughs> or even like it's like I'll go. I'll be a person in Next, and I might get blown up by a nuke, and then think, and then that gets rewound. Yeah, like I was thinking about like Tremors, but I'm like, oh no, I'd be like second on the list to be eaten in Tremors. So yeah, exactly. Like I Power Rangers, not. it's like, but I'm not gonna be a Power Ranger. There's no. Yeah, you're just I, meeting I, these. People. I don't have enough attitude. To have been picked by Zordon. That's where, like, Pokemon, it's like, yeah, fucking anybody can just have a Pokemon. <laughs> like, yes, that's why I'm gonna go live in Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> I'm going to Sorcerer's Apprentice, I'm gonna find Justin Long, I'm gonna kill him. I'm, I'm gonna smother him to death with a pillow before the first scene of the movie, and I'm gonna take his place. That's the other thing, I guess, is because you can bring in any knowledge that might pertain yes. to that universe and yes. become a god. I'm going also, to go up to the. I'm going to go up to the. 
I'm sorry, what did Shauna say? What? That's not the actress's name. Regardless, <laughs> oh. this movie takes place in effectively the real world, which means Justin Long will exist in universe. Yes. And he can kill him. <laughs> Which, just as we learned with um, Schwarzenegger's roles being taken over by St- uh, Stallone in his universe, that means Justin Long will will be in all of Jay Baruchel's roles in oh. within his his movie universe. Oh, exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> Comes full circle. Justin Blog is just like, oh, this like podcast seems pretty neat. I'll give this a listen. <laughs> Gee, why are they shit talking me all the time? I wasn't in Sorcerer's Apprentice. Why do they keep saying that? I mean, a year ago we started an in joke where we switched your name with another person, and I'm very committed to it. <laughs> so much so that I think I've confused it in my actual mind and in my actual life. <laughs> I'm a method podcaster. All right. Well, that was a good question, and some answers were given. <laughs> Anyone got a transition? A nice cover of Dream On, perhaps. I was about to belt Dream On. <laughs> it's that. That is just Dream On. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. This is Aerosmith. Was there something that that was? Was there a different song that started the credits? Yeah. Okay. It switched to Dream On like halfway through the credits. Yeah, there was okay. like a, that's what I, that's what I missed. Yeah, there was like a Weedle Deedle rock and roll song. Then there was a terrible, terrible song. I yeah. don't even know. I can't find it on the soundtrack. But there was, uh, yeah, and then um, and then it kind of went in midway through to like a medley of Dream On. Okay, that's where that's where it lost me. All right, and now we're here. All right, I just want to do the McCavity song. We've made it. Where does this movie rank? In Tepper's Tops. Uh, okay. Um, this movie was really good, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, especially we, considering that I went we knew. zero expectations for it. You know, it, it just, like, it, it obviously, like, has a reputation as a bad movie. And, like, nine times out of ten, those reputations are for a reason. And they are just straight-up bad movies. Yeah, just... Chris and I knew this was a good movie, and yeah, we're yeah. willing to distance ourselves from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm willing to have my mind changed. And, and, and yeah, and I, I think this is a movie, like we had discussed it earlier, it aged really well. Uh, it was a movie that was a victim of just when it came out. Yeah, we've watched way worse. If you're going to tell oh, me this is bad, oh. I will show you a long list of films no. that we have watched together. This makes the core... You know, <laughs> I watched this ten times. Yeah, no, the, this this movie is like legitimately funny in many of the parts. There's maybe fifteen twenty minutes where I was like, like, like bits of the movie where I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of boring. But even like when I look at like our list of movies here, I'm just like, there's so many where I'm like, yeah, I'd watch Last Action Hero over that movie like easily. Yeah. It's just after all that, hey, in the number seventy three slot, <laughs> yeah, two spaces below any existent movie. Uh, n- number thirteen slot. I think I would watch this movie instead of Season of the Witch. I would. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, oh, and, and you know, I was just thinking about this. I think another thing that I like in this movie is the kid wasn't intolerable. Yes. Yes. Good point. Especially compared to the never ending story kids. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like, I find like, yeah, kids in movies too often fall under the like, oh, this kid is just awful and a shit bag. Whereas like this kid wasn't perfect. He was an annoying kid. But in a way that didn't make me want to punch him to death. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and and in a way where I was like, yeah, like that, that sounds like a kid, right? Like like a kid obsessed with movies. Like, of course he's gonna try to be like, well, of course you guys are in a movie, and like, yeah, just a lot of the stuff he did. I was like, yeah, no, that that makes sense. Yeah, I think it helped that he was knowledgeable because, like, when he's trying to play mm. chicken with the car, he's like, well, it's a movie, it'll work, and then last minute realizes, oh fuck, I'm the comedic relief. This isn't gonna work, and he has to veer off. Yeah, that that was a good bit. The kid from warriors of virtue is the exact same kid except he's not in a movie so it doesn't make sense when he keeps referencing movies yeah <laughs> uh and then for our villain good old benedict oh he was good he's might be my favorite part yeah he's so good like by far like i would watch a movie where it's just him grappling with the realization that he's a movie character and like planning on how to fix that situation <laughs> like god he, were a villain he'd be me oh yeah <laughs> i have killed a man <laughs> or what, what the the italian insults i did uh you spaghetti slurping something 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 oh that was good too <laughs> right before he shoots him it's funny it's good. Be racist against Italians. Do it. It's fun. You can do it. They can't stop you. Please. The Italian uh, Anti-Defamation League are going to go after us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then we'll laugh at them yeah. and keep making fun of them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll get to it once the cannolis are done. I'm sure they'll get to it. I'm sure. Very powerful lobby. <laughs> Italian Anti-Defamation League. Uh, I think I think the number three slot. Oh, yeah, he knocking was, down Claudia and Klaus. He was a right lot of fun. He was he was very personal. Damn, sorry, King Tr- Trunchbull. Uh, <laughs> Charles Charles Dance. It, like I like kind of biased. I really like Charles Dance. He's excellent. Yeah, fantastic. Um, like he Tywin was like my favorite character in Game of Thrones. Very good. Uh. So definitely like, yeah, like a bit of bias there, but also I just, I absolutely love that piece of trivia. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Oh no, I, it's like, that's fucking rad that I'm cheaper than Alan Rickman. <laughs> I'm gonna put this on a shirt. <laughs> we, we've got a business dad. We sure do. Yeah. Widowed by 40 good. business dad. She was doing her damnedest to be an orange and egg business dad without being allowed to be that terrible mean yeah (laughs) like she had all the like she had more concern as a parent like orange and egg business dad the problem with him was he shows up and goes like stop drawing unicorns to get over your mom's death and then like disappears from the movie well i mean fake um business dad from never ending story is very suburban and this is urban business They're like this is a new york this is like uh like she tells him like make sure you extra lock the door for the super murderers that you see everywhere <laughs> the yeah. ones with the knives 
and then like the police call is like hi we have your son here he he was attacked in his house and you were robbed he's like okay uh my shift ends in three hours yeah <laughs> yes business. send him home long island business dad <laughs> <laughs> This is how we do it. Uh, but but she does like show a legitimate interest in his life and well-being, like yes. going yes. to attend school and things like that. It's just like you're saying, like it's very New York, very urban. Yeah, she Single cares. Mom. She definitely cares about him. Yeah, she just can't. She has to work. Yes. so that he can hopefully have a good life someday. She's she's yeah. worn very thin, and she doesn't really have a chance to relax until she becomes plowed by Arnie, business dad. <laughs> She looks so happy. She looks relaxed. She looks oh, yeah. Rel- she looks like it all it's all worked out. You yeah. Know? Were you guys talking all night? Hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, talking. <laughs> she looked good with the undone uh uh tie as well. What is her job? A waitress. Okay. <laughs> Not sure. I think she made some reference to like a diner or something. Although very fancy, like a, a weird diner if she's dressed in a like. Yeah, her tie. A dress was, shirt. Yeah, a dress shirt and like a fancy bow, like a present bow kind of tie. Um, like she's a maitre d at a fancy restaurant. Oh, that could be it. Could be. Mm. I think they would pay better, but I guess not. Yeah, they're so poor. The thief that came to rob them complained. Like, you don't have anything in here. I can't take anything. You people are so poor. It's like, buddy, you came here. Yeah, I was going to say, imagine being a thief, (laughs) threatening a kid with a knife, and then having the gall to fucking go like, wow, you're not even worth robbing. I can't believe I wasted my time. I rob people with a knife, and I feel bad for you. (laughs) I I pity you. (laughs) I sleep in a milk crate. (laughs) I stab people for money. And I think your life sucks. (laughs) Yeah, no wonder he uses movies as coping mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder. Oh, oh! We forgot that so he goes to school for a second in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he gets there. He's there for at least one period. That's actually my favorite scene. Is when yeah, it's we, we 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 didn't we didn't talk about that scene, but yeah, the like Hamlet <laughs> the parody, Hamlet where he's like having the daydream. <laughs> Claudius, <laughs> you killed my father. Big mistake. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh. It oh, was just. God throws the skull at someone yeah <laughs> that was October, something's rotten in the state of denmark <laughs> yes i love it so fucking good and so yeah shauna was right uh it was in fact schwarzenegger with an uzi on the poster shooting some some uh, guy in armor yeah i would love to see some like five minute shorts of schwarzenegger action shakespeare and they're gonna be five minutes because he's gonna end them really fast yeah like just kill him stop talking (laughs) if this was schwarzenegger yeah oh man uh uh but uh, yeah get back to the business hand 
Yes, the business dad at hand. <laughs> uh, she She's tough to place because, yeah, she's both, like, on one hand, very business, but on the other hand, also, like, pretty dad. Well, I think I think the the very business but very dad breakpoint is Mr. Parrish. Yeah, that's true. Uh, where is Mr. Parrish on this list again? Ah, Decently high. Yeah, because he was he is like pretty business. So I think I think put her in the number seventeen spot. Oh. Seventeen. Sweaty DMT business dad is more is more dad than this mom. Oh, the sweaty DMT business dad is everything. So he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so are, good. The the extremes of this list are like uh, 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 offending us and having the audacity to like spit in our eye while doing it. Is <laughs> the extremes of this list is like um, uh, the dad from Osmosis Jones who is the most disgusting human ever portrayed. <laughs> <laughs> and then never end the glory i guess we put the kid in uh well it is the never end the arnie oh right yes so yes, we yes, had yes jack yes. slater to the list oh we had jack slater fuck the kid we have a perfect kid for the thing well, <laughs> with yeah, an yeah, awesome but, power and everything but that is not how this list works no that yeah. isn't that that's the rules ben richards conan Julius and Vincent Benedict, <laughs> Dr. Victor Freeze, <laughs> Douglas Quaid, and Jack Slater. Should we add also Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, yes, <laughs> obviously. It should be Jack yeah. Slater slash Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, you're right. Got even more Schwarzenegger than we were expecting. And yeah, convenient, uh, because we planned it perfectly, we'll, we'll actually hit our seventh off of the next... Nice. The next movie, which I guess then we do a Never End the Arnie at some point, probably at the end of this month. See who is the ultimate Arnold. And boy, like just, I mean, just the act of bringing the logic of Jack Slater's world into this is going to raise many questions. Oh, he's going to be so self-aware. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be very interesting to do. Well, no, but that's why I'm upset about the kid because the kid was like built for this. This is perfect. Although I am interested to see movie aware Arnold fight every other Arnold. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of wild. Kind of wild. Let's get that rating. Oh, right, it's me. It's always me. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I get oh fuck. Oh, I always get to this point and like you could have spent the whole movie thinking about this and worrying about this and I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember any numbers from this movie. I, I rate this movie the drug dealer of the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely day and we're killing drug dealers. <laughs> Do you have any? <laughs> Are you a henchman? Mm, but a lackey. I rate this movie five out of a piece of paper that says five, out of a piece of paper that says four, out of a piece of paper that says three. Oh God, it's a bomb! <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Very good. I rate this movie 
one Sicilian slurping spaghetti and doing a 360 in a pool <laughs> out of one bullet in his head. Uh, and I rate this movie one happy face glass eye out of a tree of glass eyes. As always, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Chris. I'm Shauna. And I'm Tepper. And a special thanks to 8-Bit Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. Downloadable Zebras is a dedicated group of friends that make independent content. If you want to support us and ensure that we stay ad-free, go to patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. For $3 a month, you'll get bonus shows and access to the special patrons-only section of our Discord. Thanks for listening.